Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Dr. Kate with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. In this podcast episode, we're going to talk about what type of company you should file your business as. But first, a quick word from our sponsors, iPoint Touch. You get up early each morning, you leave your house because you have a passion in your heart to serve the animals in your community. But it's not easy being an entrepreneur. You didn't dream about this life full of stress. When you come home, you should be at home. When you're at work, you should be at work. You shouldn't have to come home and work. You know, your passion keeps you focused on the next patient. You know, there are so many more stories of healing and you can't wait to get started touching lives and meeting new owners. But, you know, there's not all those endless hours for you to do that admin work. So iPoint Touch understands the passion um, and they want to help create solutions for you. So that way you can make the impossible possible and you can spend time touching lives and not spending endless hours doing admin work. To learn learn a little bit more about their systems for integrative veterinary medicine, go to iPointTouch.com and schedule a time with Carmi. She's going to give you the attention you deserve, offer a guiding hand, and decrease your stress. So that way you can focus on what's important. Hey guys, this is Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and I get this question a lot. And I think a lot of us ask this question because we don't know what we don't know. And many of us just want to serve animals, and we don't necessarily know all of the legal stuff that comes with serving animals, so aka starting your business and all the other stuff that comes with that. And um, in this podcast episode, I want to shine a little light on the different kinds of business entities that you can form as. Um, But I want to preface this episode by saying this is not legal advice. I am not a tax accountant. I am not a lawyer. Um, It is important that you have a team with you before you start a business because um, you can't do everything on your own. So I personally recommend that you have a lawyer, a tax accountant, um, and someone, uh, you know, making sure that you are doing everything appropriately, whether it be a manager, um, of some kind, uh, to help keep you in check because it takes a team approach to keep a business going. And we know this for our animals. It takes a team approach to keep an animal going. So the same should apply, right? Um, but when you're first getting started, you may want to do everything yourself. So I just want to shine a light on the different kinds of business entities that you can be. So that way you can make the best choice for that. Um, So there are several different kinds of uh, entities that you can be. First and foremost, I think most people uh, by omission or by default, I guess, um, because they don't know the other ones, choose to be a sole proprietorship. And sole proprietorship is a really great fit um, because it's really easy to get started. So it's the easiest kind of business to form. You don't need a lot of paperwork or um, you don't have to send in an application form or anything like that. Um, and you literally just get started. Sometimes you have to file a DBA doing business as, um, if you need like a business license per se, uh, but it's not required. Taxes are pretty simple because your profit and loss is tied to your own social security and your personal tax return. Um, so you and your business are basically the same person, same entity. Um, and with that you get self-employed benefits. So say you use your own car doing house calls. Uh, For personal and business use, um, you can write off your business use on your own personal car. Now, the one thing I don't like about sole proprietorships is you aren't protected. And what I mean is if somebody chooses to sue you for like a malpractice claim or something like that, 
um, you could uh, seriously have a problem. Say you're working on a $40,000 horse and they sue you because the horse is broken and is doing worse and they want to sue you for reparations to that. Uh, well, they could sue you for all your personal assets. So if you're a sole proprietorship and your business is the same thing as you, they could come after your house, your car, and whatever assets you have because you and your business are the same person. Um, also, when you're just starting out, say you want to start a location, it can be very hard to obtain a business loan if you're a sole proprietorship because you're just one person. Uh, they don't view you as a business per se. So it can be a really easy fit to be a sole proprietor, really easy to get started. However, long-term, it may not be a good long-term solution for you. So I really recommend that you look into um, some other forms of business. Um, there are also sole proprietorship partnerships, if you will, uh, where you are coming together with another person in order to form a company. Now there's a limited partnership where you're essentially the owner and you have hands-off members. So say your mom wants to invest and be a partner with you. Um, you're the owner, you decide how you do business, all your standard operating systems and stuff like that. And then say your mom is a, is just a silent partner, um, where she makes, a uh, part of the profits, right? But she doesn't get a say in what you're doing in your business. Now, um, technically she would be protected from anything that happens to you, say uh, malpractice suits or stuff like that. However, she gets a limited say in how your company is run and you get the benefits of, uh, you know, running your own business. There's also limited liability partnerships, LLPs, where say me and my friend, Dr. Smith, come together and start a practice. Um, we would be protected from each other, but we would be coming in together as a sole proprietor. Um, so that way we get all the tax benefits and we get self-employed benefits and we're also together. So we're business partners. I'm not by myself trying to figure everything out. However, it does have the disadvantage, uh, disadvantages of a sole proprietorship uh, where it's challenging a business loan and you aren't really protected, uh, say if somebody wants to sue your business. So um, I personally find that partnerships are not really a great fit for animal chiropractors because we're usually by ourselves doing stuff. Um, but if you're interested in starting a partnership, it might be a good fit for you. Say if you're a chiropractor and you have a vet and you two want to go in, um, on a location together, that might be a good fit just starting out. Now the LLC is the most common type of business entity. Um, I personally have an LLC. It's easy to form. Anyone can make one. Um, it also protects your assets and uh, gives you more room for growth. It's pretty easy to get one started. You do in your state. Every state's a little different on how to make an LLC, but you do have to file an application and send it off to the government for them to approve. Um, anyone can be a member in your company, so you can be a single member or you can have multiple members. Say you, your mom, and a vet want to go in together on a business. You can do that as an LLC. Um, in the event of a lawsuit, you're all protected, so uh, they cannot come after your personal assets at all. It's also, you're able to obtain business loans if you need business loans. Uh, there's also certain tax benefits where you can choose how you want to be taxed as a sole proprietor, as a C-Corp, or S-Corp, and we'll get a little bit more into that later. There are some disadvantages where there's a lot of initial paperwork and there is a fee for filing usually because you have to obtain what's known as an EIN number, that is for the IRS to track you, so it's separate from your social security number. So your social security number is you and how you do your personal taxes. Your EIN number is your business's social security number. 
You also have to make a unique um, name for your LLC. It can't be too close to somebody else. So I am in Stride Chiropractic. Um, that is a unique name in Texas. Um, if somebody else already had that name, I'd have to choose a different name. So say you have your heart set on some kind of name. Well, if you're an LLC, it has to be different from somebody else. So that way they can specify you as a separate and distinct entity. Um, you may also require specific business license that you need a business license. You have a salon or something like that. Um, you have to have a specific licensing prior to opening the LLC. And there also are more taxes involved with this. So say you choose to do the, the S corp, um, uh, formation within an LLC. It's like a subset, um, of how you're taxed. Well, you may also, you have, may have to pay personal state and unemployment and Medicare withholding taxes, um, as an LLC. So, uh, taxes get a little bit more tricky with an LLC. I really recommend you have an accountant to help you. Now everyone asked me this, what the heck is a C corp and an S corp? Um, I personally am a little fuzzy on the details because I, again, am not a business tax or legal attorney. Um, so I really recommend you ask your team about this. Um, I'm going to basically put it in uh, really simple terms because that's what I'm good at. Um, pretty much a C Corp. C stands for corporation, at least in my mind. So you think of yourself as a big business and you have these shares that you're selling out. Um, however, if you are a single member LLC and you're choosing to be taxed as a C Corp, you're kind of, um, I don't want to say schizophrenic, but you have dual identities, right? Where you're the company CEO in charge of profit, but you're also being viewed as a primary shareholder. So you don't have any investors. You are the only investor. So you're going to be taxed twice. So as a CEO making all the business profit, you're taxed on that, all the profit, and then two, if you pay yourself a wage out of that, well, then you're being taxed on the income that you make for yourself. So say you make uh, $500,000 worth of profit, you're being taxed on that. Say your salary is $5,000 a month, you're being taxed on that. So it's a dual tax situation. Now, this might be in your benefit if uh, you have a lot of expenses that you're writing off and you have multiple employees and stuff like that and investors. Um, and there's also not a lot of paperwork that you need to file this. Um, and there's also not a limit to how many shareholders you can have. Um, but I personally find that C Corp doesn't really work well for a single member LLC like most animal chiropractors are. So a lot of people default or choose to file for an S Corp. I like to think of S standing for a single shareholder. You're only going to pay tax on the overall income of the business. Um, so what that means is you make $500,000 in your business. Um, you're only being taxed on that. You're not being taxed on the income you give yourself. It's a really good fit for you because you can write off that business process or profit as uh, your own on your yearly tax return. Um, they are, however, harder to file because there is the benefit of not being taxed twice. The IRS, you have to file with them directly and they are more likely to audit you um, because of these tax benefits. There is also the sidebar benefit where you're going to be paying yourself a W-9 if you have a C-Corp or S-Corp formation. Um, where say after school, you have a ton of student loan debt, you want to buy a house or a car, or you want to file for income-based repayment. What happened to me is I was self-employed as a sole proprietor. When I went to buy a car, they didn't consider my income because I didn't have two years of justifiable income. Um, so I was not allowed to be on the loan. Um, that can be problematic, right? If you have a W-9 form, it takes that barrier away because you have justifiable income, um, on a tax document. Um, so that is a lot easier to um, do life with. So when you need to buy a car or a house, which inevitably is probably going to happen sometime after 
um, you know, you get out of uh, school, um, it really, really helps to have uh, an S Corp or C Corp uh, uh, com compilation to how you do your taxes. I personally am an LLC with an S Corp uh, tax formation. The next form is a PLLC. PLLC is professional liability, um, limited liability company. Yes, professional limited liability company. Woo, that was hard. Um, it's essentially like an LLC, um, but unlike an LLC where anyone can get together, so say for example, the joint, right, where any Joe Schmo is the manager and he hires chiropractors, well, in a P LLC, all of the people as a part of the company that are coming together have to be a licensed professionals. So only chiropractors, for example, can come together and make a P LLC. So this is really great for doctors and lawyers um, because it's an LLC and a partnership between people that are licensed. Um, so in this situation, it is, um, you get all the benefits of an LLC. You're all protected from your personal and business um, assets. It's easy to obtain a business loan. Uh, it's really great for an integrated partnership. It's gonna protect all of you in case one person in that um, company has a malpractice um, claim. You're all gonna be protected. Uh, your business is gonna be protected against that. You can also be taxed as a C-Corp or an S-Corp, um, and you also can fluidly choose who gets what wages, what part of the company. So say I have a nurse practitioner, a chiropractor, and um, an acupuncturist all in one office. Well, we're all able to decide what portion of the profits goes where. There are disadvantages to filing a PLLC, though. It's more initial paperwork, just like an LLC. You have to get an EIN. And you also have to provide license information upon filing. So I have a Texas chiropractic license. I would have to send that in um, in order to be considered for a PLLC. After you send off your application, the state board also has to approve your business prior to you being granted the PLLC. So all the licenses, they have to look at it, make sure you're in good standing before they grant you an EIN. So it's an extra gold star that they have to grant you prior to you starting up your business. So it takes a lot longer to start a PLLC. Um, so this is the interesting part too, if your partner's in a company and you have uh, three chiropractors coming together to start a PLLC, say one of you wants to leave or retire, it is really hard to transfer ownership uh, because that entity is between all three of you. So if one of you wants to move on, you have to dissolve the PLLC and start a new one with whoever is coming on board. Um, taxes are also a little bit more complicated, um, but you can choose between the S Corp or the C Corp. And lastly, there are corporations. Corporations, I like to think of big, huge companies with stocks. Um, so think of these um, locations that have uh, multiple offices like Wells Fargo, the bank, or um, you know Apple, or something like that. Anyone that's a, a big company. So basically, this company is a separate person from the person owning it. So they have their own um, tax number and ID and everything associated with them. And then the owner uh, produces the profit and uh, can have shareholders that invest in the business. So you can open lots of locations. It's easy to pass on ownership when you leave. You can offer stock benefits to employees and many of your expenses are tax deduct deductible. Um, you're often taxed as a C-Corp by default. So you're taxed on the profit and also on all the income, right? So individual incomes. 
Um, but a lot of a lot more stuff is tax deductible this way. So everybody's uh, expenses and um, your business expenses and everything like that. There's a lot more cost when forming a corporation and there's a lot more record keeping that goes into it. So you have to log meeting minutes and all of your expenses and just a lot more behind the scene, the scene stuff. So I personally worked in a corporation as a chiropractor in my associateship and there's just a lot more that went along with it. Um, however, it was really nice when we choose to when we chose to open up more locations. It gave us uh, more benefit in doing that. So I hope this gave you an educated look as to the different types of entities you can be, whether it be a sole proprietorship, a partnership, an LLC, or a PLLC with a C Corp or an S Corp extension, or a corporation. And it's important you know what the benefits to each of these are so that we can choose the right fit for you. I really recommend that you start a company that you can grow into um, instead of starting small and working up into something um, because you want to give yourself the most um, benefit to grow into something, um, into a bigger business from the get-go. You want to have the right foundation. So this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. If I have served you in your practice, please scroll down and leave me a review on um, Apple Podcasts or however you're listening. Please join us on Instagram or Facebook. We have an awesome Facebook group at Making Strides for Animal Cairo. And I really look forward to helping you serve your practice. And we'll talk again soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.